Ketchell Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. What goes on nine billion light years away in the heart of a distant galaxy? Do we know? And do we care? Well, yes, we do know something. Whether we care or not is a deep question and only you can answer that. I hope you do care because coming to a closer understanding of how black holes merge brings us nearer to being able to rule the universe or at least our little pocket of it. So this is basic physics, and out there in a distant galaxy far, far away is a pair of black holes circling around each other like panthers in for the kill. At some point they will merge, and when that happens, there will be a rumble in the jungle. But that won't happen for another 10,000 years or so, a mere blip in cosmic time. But for me, and I'm guessing you as well, we will not be around to witness this event. Apparently, it's not that rare for black holes to collide, but when they do, the fabric of space-time ripples, and those ripples extend far and wide to be picked up by gravitational wave detectors here on this insignificant little planet orbiting an ordinary middle-aged star. That's the fancy patter over with, now here's the science. As widely reported recently, and this comes from Sky and Telescope, a team of astronomers has caught two supermassive black holes in the process of merging. It's only the second time we've observed such a close cosmic tango, and this pair are even more tightly entwined than the first, offering unique insights into how such mergers unfold. The black holes in question sit some 9 billion light years away, in the heart of a distant galaxy. As one of them gorges on surrounding material, it creates what's called a radio jet. In other words, a powerful jet of electromagnetic waves that cannot be detected by optical telescopes and that just so happen to be pointing directly at Earth. So we can spot them with our radio telescopes. Such objects, which scientists call blazars, are volatile, typically flaring and dimming randomly. But team member Anthony Redhead from Caltech spotted something unusual with this particular blazar back in 2008. It was varying not just periodically, but followed a wave-like pattern that repeats every few years. If this pattern were truly regular, and not just a coincidence of the blazar's variability, then it ought to have been the same over time. But the team would need decades of data to confirm the pattern. So, they went trawling through old data, looking for more. And they found, or in fact a Caltech undergraduate student called O'Neill, found that between 1975 and 1983 there were observations of this blazar and sure enough there was a peak in the blazar's brightness in 1976 just as the wave pattern suggested there would be. She says, when we realized that the peaks and troughs matched, that's, that means the pattern of the waveform, we knew something very special was going on. So this pattern was modelled and found that the presence of a second black hole could provide an explanation of the unusual pattern of brightness and dimming of this blazar. Before this was worked out, nobody knew what a radio jet formed by a pair of black holes would look like. The brightness variation suggests that the two supermassive black holes orbit each other roughly every two years at a distance about 50 times the separation between the Sun and Pluto which is a very long distance, but apparently not for orbiting black holes. 
the gravitational waves that we've picked up on Earth so far with facilities such as LIGO, Virgo and CAGRA have come from the merger of much smaller black holes with masses tens to hundreds of times that of our Sun. These supermassive black holes associated with this pair are hundreds of millions of solar masses and will produce gravitational waves with frequencies far too low for our current detectors to pick up. So if there was something going on like uh, the, this extraordinary pair of black holes merging, then we, we wouldn't pick them up currently. But this merger isn't going to happen for another 10,000 years, so modeling predicts. By then, who knows what the state of astronomical instrumentation or anything will be. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. <laughs>